Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks. Today is Friday, July 31st, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 181st episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please make sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day. Alright, we are now less than 24 hours away from Game 1 of the qualifying round between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Edmonton Oilers. The last couple of days since the Blackhawks exhibition game against the St. Louis Blues on Wednesday, we've seen the Hawks host a couple of practices. Thursday was optional, today was mandatory. According to head coach Jeremy Colleton, all 31 players participated in practice today. So really good to see that everyone appears to be healthy and ready to go for tomorrow's contest. We saw or heard Colleton say that uh, he didn't name a starting goaltender, but he did say, you guys know it's playoff time here and we're only focused on winning. So that all but indicates that Corey Crawford will be ready to go and That's good news for the Hawks. He looked really good in Wednesday's contest. He stopped all 11 shots he faced, including a couple while the Hawks were shorthanded. Calvin DeHaan took a couple early first period penalties. We cannot see that against the Oilers. I've mentioned a bunch of times in recent episodes how I really think the special teams battle is going to determine the winner of this series. And you know, at some point, the Oilers are going to get theirs on the power play. They converted on nearly 30% of their man advantages this season. And even though that the Hawks were top 10 in the league in the penalty kill department this year, you know the Oilers are going to get theirs at some point. That's just how it is with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, two of the top point producers, two of the top two point, point producers in the NHL this season, I should say. They were one and two in the regular season before the year went on pause on March 11th. So I think that's going to be key. The Blackhawks not only will have to be good on the penalty kill as they were against the Blues. They killed off all four penalties. Really good to see. But they're also going to have to try to keep up with the Oilers on their own power play. We saw the Hawks cash in for two power play goals on Wednesday, both coming from Dominic Kubelik. The first was a really nice passing play between Patrick Kane and Kirby Dock down low, who found Kubelik in that soft spot right out in front of Jake Allen. And then the second one was a little bit of a weak goal going through Allen's seven hole, but still good to see Kubelik have such a dominant performance. And it was interesting again. I've mentioned how he only averaged, I think it was 14 minutes of ice time this year, and he only saw 12 minutes and five seconds on Wednesday. But in those 12 minutes, he had two power play goals, an assist, uh, four shots on goal, three hits. And so he was doing it all. And I can't believe that they're not really trying to get him as much ice time as possible. I know it was just an exhibition game, so that may be the case there. But throughout the regular season, Kubelik has to be up towards 17, 18, 19 minutes with that top line with Jonathan Taze and Brandon Saad. We saw them as probably the Hawks' most dominant line on Wednesday. And they're going to be playing likely against McDavid and Dreisaitl a lot in this series. Uh, it's a lot. It's probably a little much for the Hawks to be asking Kirby Dock in that third line to be playing against those top two lines too much. I'm sure we'll see them at some point. You can't really deny that matchup, especially because the Oilers are the home team in those first two games, so they'll get the last change before faceoffs. So Dave, uh, Oilers head coach Dave Tippett 
will likely try to take advantage of those matchups. So Kirby Dock in that third line does have to be ready, but when Jeremy Colleton does get his say in those matchups, you probably expect Jonathan Taze in that top line. And then also David Kampf in that fourth line will get the majority of the looks against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. But it's certainly going to be fun. Playoff hockey starting off at 11 a.m. Central Time tomorrow. Looking at the Blackhawks lineup now, as I said a moment ago, all 31 players took part in practice this afternoon, so that was really good to see. So we can expect the Hawks to go with that new top line of Dominic Kubelik, Jonathan Taze, and Brandon Saad, with the second line being Alex Nylander, Dylan Strome, and Patrick Kane. The third line, we can expect it to be Alex DeBrinkett, Kirby Dock, and Drake Kajula, as that trio was pretty good against the St. Louis Blues. And then the fourth line will likely be, as it has been throughout training camp and in Wednesday's contest, Ryan Carpenter, David Kampf, and Matthew Highmore. On defense, with Brent Seabrook not there, and Lucas Carlson serving as the seventh defenseman on Wednesday, we can expect the Hawks to go with Duncan Keith and Adam Boquist, Calvin DeHaan and Connor Murphy, and then Slater Cuckoo and Oli Mata. And if all goes well, number 50, Corey Crawford, backstopping the Hawks in net in an effort to come up with a gigantic Game 1 victory against the Edmonton Oilers. In just a five-game series, Game 1 has even more importance than it has in the past. We don't ever see five game series in the NHL. So this one is a big game. I wouldn't call it a must win, but as Eddie Olchek said, it's a capital M-U-S. It's not the T, but it's it's damn near close to a must win. With the Blackhawks, they're not the favorite, but if they can come up with a game one victory against Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers, that would put them in a pretty good spot going forward for the rest of the series. All right, coming up in just a moment, we are going to talk about the NHL's latest COVID-19 testing results and also the Edmonton Oilers projected lineup for Game 1 at 2 p.m. tomorrow against the Chicago Blackhawks. Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at Jack Bushman 2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcast and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Alright, we just finished talking about the Blackhawks' projected lineup for Game 1. Now let's talk a little bit about the Edmonton Oilers and some of the latest news out of their camp. And just like Blackhawks head coach Jeremy Colleton, Dave Tippett did not name a starting goaltender for Saturday. And we've seen the Oilers use both Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith throughout training camp, as well as in the regular season. Breaking down those two guys a little bit, Smith was 19-12-6 with a 2.95 goals against average and a 9.02 save percentage in 37 starts, and Miko Koskinen was 18-10-3 with a 2.75 save percentage or 2.75 goals against average and 9.17 save percentage in 34 starts. And as Locked On Oilers host Tom Gazzola has talked about in our recent crossover episodes. The team has confidence in both guys right now. In the regular season against the Blackhawks, 
The Oilers went with Mike Smith, and the Hawks were able to beat him twice. And they did go with Miko Koskinen to start the game on Tuesday against the Calgary Flames in their exhibition contest. But Tom Gazzola thinks Mike Smith might be the one to get the start. He has a lot of postseason experience, and Miko Koskinen has never started a playoff game. So there certainly is good reason to believe that Mike Smith will be the goaltender for tomorrow's game. And now looking at the Oilers' projected lineup, their top line is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Connor McDavid, and Zach Cassian. That's the trio they've gone with throughout training camp, and that's what they rolled with on Tuesday against Calgary. Tyler Ennis has bumped up to the second line with Leon Dreisaitl and Kyler Yamamoto, and that leaves Edmonton with the third line of Andreas Athanasiu, Riley Shahan, who has been a little banged up but is expected to play and slot in as that third-line center next to Athanasiu and in between him and Josh Archibald on the right wing, leaving Edmonton with a fourth line of James Neal, Jujar Kara, and Alex Chason. On the back end, Edmonton is expected to roll with Oscar Clefbaum and Adam Larson as the top pairing, Darnell Nurse and Ethan Bear as the second unit, and then Chris Russell and Matt Benning on the third pairing. We'll see what happens in that, but at the moment, it looks like Mike Smith, the veteran, will get the start in net for the Oilers. And for the Hawks, looking at those matchups... That's a dangerous top six for Edmonton. A top line of Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Connor McDavid, and Zach Cassian. That wasn't what it was in the regular season. Ryan Nugent Hopkins was paired with Leon Dreisaitl and Kyler Yamamoto for the majority of the year. And that second line was really deadly throughout the year. One of the most deadly lines in the entire NHL. But now he's been bumped up with McDavid and Cassian. Tyler Ennis has joined the second line with Dreisaitl and Yamamoto. And that's interesting because a lot of people thought Andreas Athanasiu was going to be that second-line center after Edmonton acquired him from the Detroit Red Wings. But he kind of struggled in his short stint with Edmonton before the season was put on pause. So at the moment, it looks like he's going to be skating with Riley Shahan and Josh Archibald on the third line. And I just realized that I said... Edmonton expected Andreas Athanasiu to be their second-line center. No, no, no. That's Leon Dreisaitl. I expected, they expected him to be their second-line left winger, but he's on the third line at the moment, leaving Edmonton with a fourth line of James Neal, Jujar Kara, and Alex Chason. But looking at that top six, I think it's going to be a lot of Jonathan Taze and David Kampf when the Hawks get the opportunity to match up against that top against uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in those top two lines. I don't think they want to see Dylan Strome in that second line go up against those guys. They want to take advantage of those bottom six guys and get Kaner some better looks. And also, as I said, I think it might be a little much to ask Kirby Dock to be playing a lot of minutes against either McDavid or Dreisaitl. Certainly that will happen because Edmonton has the matchup advantage, but when the Hawks do get the opportunity to get the guys out there that they want in a matchup favor, look for the first and fourth lines to be matched up against the Oilers' top six. All right. I wanted to be sure to quickly mention the NHL's latest COVID-19 test results that were announced this afternoon, and according to TSN's Darren Dreger, the NHL has conducted roughly 1,500 tests per day in each of the hub cities since Sunday, and yet again there were no positive test results, and the league has yet to have a positive test come out of Phase 4 of their return to play plan, so everything appears to be set up for the postseason to kick off this weekend. No players seem to be out of their respected teams' lineups because of the virus. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, just one sunset and one sunrise away from postseason hockey. 
Alright, now let's move on to our final regular season recap segment that I will be doing here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, where I recap one of the Blackhawks players' 2019-20 regular seasons, just as a bit of a reminder on how they did this year before the best of five series against the Edmonton Oilers. Jack Bushman, your host of the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey, or you can also email in the Locked On Blackhawks email, which is LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, myself, or anything that you want answered on Monday as part of our Mailbag Fan segment. So we just finished up talking about the Oilers' projected lines and the NHL's latest COVID-19 test results. Now it's time for our final 2019-20 regular season recap segment with the honors going to the final guy we still need to cover in the Blackhawks' projected lineup for the playoffs, which is 24-year-old fourth-line forward Matthew Highmore. So after going undrafted in 2017, the Blackhawks signed Matthew Highmore to an entry-level contract and he made an immediate impact at the AHL level for the Ice Hogs in his first season, which earned him a call-up to the big leagues when the Hawks were out of playoff contention towards the end of the 2017-18 regular season. He scored his first NHL goal in a loss against the Boston Bruins and wound up tailing a second goal for two points in his first 12 NHL games. And then he began the 2018-19 NHL season once again in Rockford, and he unfortunately injured his shoulder and was required to undergo season-ending surgery. But Highmore was back and healthy this season, starting in Rockford once again, and after putting up 12 points in 21 games, he was once again called up by the Blackhawks, where he actually became a pretty solid piece of their fourth line, along with Ryan Carpenter and David Camp for a majority of the time. In total, Highmore wound up playing in 36 games for the Blackhawks this season, recording two goals and four assists for six points, along with a minus one plus minus rating in just six penalty minutes, while averaging nine minutes and 49 seconds of time on ice per game. Highmore also chipped in for 38 hits and 15 takeaways to just nine giveaways, and he put up 35 shots on goal for nearly one per game, which isn't bad for a fourth liner. On the possession side of things, the numbers here don't look too good, but that's what happens when you're on a line that puts up barely any offense, and also on a team that averages the highest amount of shots on goal against per game. The Hawks were not strong on the defensive side of things this year as a team. It's no surprise that the Hawks have fourth, the Hawks fourth liners overall, when you look at their possession numbers, they're pretty poor because... They didn't do much offensively, and when they were on the ice, a lot of the time they were in defensive looks and against some of the opposing team's better offensive players. So that doesn't match up well possession-wise for Ryan Carpenter, David Kampf, or Matthew Highmore. Um, But on the flip side, Highmore was on the ice for 11 goals for to 12 against at even strength. That's pretty solid, especially when you consider he had a 57.5 defensive zone start percentage. So... You also have to put that in consideration. He was also put in defensive situations more often than not. Anywhere even near that even hiatus is something you would take and something you would consider solid out of Matthew Highmore. So 
all in all, I don't think anyone expected too much out of Highmore this season, especially when you consider that he was skating with Camp and Carpenter for most of it, but I thought they were a pretty solid trio for the Hawks down the stretch of the regular season in a playoff push, and they're an actual fourth line that I semi-trust to go out against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and their limited ice time that they'll see in the best-of-five playoff series against the Edmonton Oilers. Alright, so I think that is going to wrap up Matthew Highmore's regular season recap, our final regular season recap segment here on the podcast, and also Friday, July 31st episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news before postseason hockey kicks off this weekend. As always, following a Friday, the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is Mailbag Monday, so don't forget to hit me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Or you could also always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. Really, really enjoy the segment, guys, so please, if you have anything at all that you want to ask, don't hesitate to do so. All right, so thank you again for listening to Friday's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Until Monday's episode, make sure to enjoy your weekend responsibly.